know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And uh, what matters to me? Well, uh, I just might as well hit it, you know, front and square, man. I'm sorry, but uh, my mama, and I'm going to say it just like that, and the rest of the boys, <laughs> our mamas are not, and I'm going to say just what he said, bitches. He, I'm not even going to acknowledge who he is. If you don't know who he is by now, then you need to wake up. You ain't woke, as the young folks say. Uh, but anyway, we had some football this week and uh, some good football. Anybody who watches football, who knows football, there was some good football. Uh, you have games sometimes where they're not, they're not great games. Or, you know, we hate to have blowouts. Uh, we haven't had any of those, although we've got a lot of points put up on the board. Um, we haven't had any blowouts. So uh, got my man Willie Gibson in with me. Uh, Willie out there in the OHIO, the city with the Buckeyes right in Columbus. How's it going, Willie? Good, sir. How about you, Ray? How's it Good. Oh, not bad, man. You know, I always like to, uh, you know, get you on with me so I can stay close to home and find out what's going on with the Triple Bs back there. That, of course, being the, the Browns, the Bengals, and the Buckeyes, as well as uh, just to make sure you can share with everybody out there about what's happening, period. Um, week three, anything, uh, anybody stick out or any game stick out to you this week? It did. Uh, did, did Baltimore leave the offense in, in America when they went over to <laughs> England? I mean, 44-7 to seven against the, the Jaguars. Everyone thought Blake Borders was on his way out, and he showed up with four touchdown passes, 244 mm-hmm. yards against that Baltimore defense, put up 44 points. So that, that stuck out tremendously to me. Yeah, um, I, I think, yeah, Blake kind of found himself and uh, let everybody know that uh, on any given Sunday, uh, one team can beat another, um, although I don't truly believe that. I, I say that because it's the cliche that goes along with sports, but I don't believe that. I, I do believe there's just certain teams, like an example, one of my former teams. <sighs> Cleveland Browns, I just don't know, you know. I, I, I like to think that going in, and I'm sure the fellas think that going in on any given Sunday, uh, regardless of who they line up against, they can beat them. But the reality is that is not factual. And so uh, we're, we're dealing with uh, the presence um, so uh, and, and factual information. And uh, don't seem like they can get that done. So, uh, yeah, the Ravens, uh, kind of sad, uh, certainly – but there were a few other people out there uh, this week, too. Some games, they were, they were good games. Uh, some of them were a little bit of surprise, and some of them weren't. Uh, I guess the young fellow out of Kansas City, uh, out of Kansas City Kareem Hunt, Kareem, Kareem is the real deal. And he right there out of Toledo, I think he came out. Am I, am I correct? He is. You're right. He did. Uh, University of Toledo. Actually, a uh, Cleveland guy, Willoughby South. Yeah. So, uh, Ohio-born, Ohio-bred, and uh, he's doing his thing. He's leading the leading the league in rushing right now oh, yeah, he, as a rookie. Yeah, he, 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 is the re- he is the real deal, and I'm certainly happy for him. Uh, good to see him getting it done. Uh, terrific time, of course, let folks know that uh, age is just a number, and he playing and doing his thing. Um, Aaron Rodgers got his, got his thing done, too, you know. Um, so th- there, were, there were quite a few good games, but um, uh, the elephant in the room, let's, 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 let's just go ahead and address that. Uh, you know, and I uh, happened to see a great game last night, and, and I do mean a great game because it was a great game. I'm right here in the Valley. Got a chance, uh, Arizona Cardinals and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, 
America's team. And, and I want to, I guess I like the Cowboys now because, you know, they, they got Zeke representing the Buckeyes here in the back in the backfield. And uh, he had a good game last night. Not a great game, but a good game. You know, he did contribute, uh, helped the team sustain the, uh, the, uh, some form of a running game, uh, got in the end zone. and uh, But at the start, uh, Jerry let them know that he was unified. This was his team. And uh, for me, uh, you know, the elephant in the room, again, what everybody seems to, I think it, there's a little, some distracting that's going on. The, the message is, is getting lost of, of what the, you know, the player, the play, this, is, this is personal because there's no six degree of separation from a lot of these players and these things that are happening uh, with people of color across the country. Uh, these are from towns that these players are from. These are some people that maybe some of these players know. Uh, these are experiences, you know. Uh, they talk about kneeling. Uh, again, that, to me, that's something that's distracting, too, because it, it's the most humble form uh, of, of a presence in, in, front, in terms of being in front of someone. You know, the, the most humble way you can address anything is, is to kneel, to be on your knee. We get on our knees. I've been on my knees. You know, I do two things. I've done two things on my knees consistently. One, one time on my knee to ask my wife to marry me. And, psh, you know, and other than that, I'm down there praying, you know. And I ain't been on my knees long, man, because they hurt, can't get up all the time, you know. So, but I'm getting my prayers in, you know. But, uh, but uh, certainly it was something that a, a few people have objected to, uh, quite a few folks. And so, Jerry, I thought, I, I think somebody, again, needs to acknowledge the fact that, again, the message is being, it's been hijacked. And, and, right. and, and, and people are focusing on something that is really not there to be focused on at all, is that the players are not showing a disrespect for the flag. In fact, Jerry decided what he's going to do with his team last night is that he was going to take a knee before they played the national anthem. So therefore, to let folks know that this was not he was not going to disrespect the flag or the anthem. And, and then they, in unity, they held each other's arms when the anthem played. So uh, message being somewhat distracted, uh, what's, what's it feel like back there in Ohio? I'm the same, man. And I'm so glad you, you mentioned that, Ray, as far as the, the message, I believe, has been lost. Um, you know, you mentioned the elephant in the room, and who it is, to, to be honest with you, um, I don't understand what a Friday night uh, political rally in Alabama for a senatorial candidate uh, has to do with the NFL, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the comments were made, and um, and I think that's where uh, the message began to to become muddled. Because if you if you really look at the situation and the the originator of the protest, uh, Colin Kaepernick, he was taking a knee to protest racial inequality. And I think now and the, the message has become shifted, one, to I'm with CAP. Everybody's with CAP. I'm supporting CAP. CAP needs a job. CAP should be in the NFL. All those things may very well, very well be true. However, that's not the message he was intending to convey and draw attention to with his silent, peaceful protest. Yeah. He's protesting racial inequality that he saw in the United States of America. And, and it's become now, you know, it's, I'm going to get back at the president, the president, the president, I'm not, I'm not an SOB. And granted, you know, those, 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 that term and 
and those comments are not justified in the least at all. Yeah, and I, I However, think I, I think he uh, also needs a little uh, lesson in, in culture diversity because uh, if there was one, if there were two reasons that my mother ever gave me permission that it was okay for me to uh, engage in some physical activity, um, mm -hmm. and that was, you know, if 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 anybody uh, has called me the N word, or if they talking about your mama, go ahead, you got you got a license. Those two, go ahead. You, you, yeah, is I'm okay with you now. So, so he he went there. He should have never gone there. I mean, obviously, the people he addressing, you know, the last thing you want to do is say to them they SOBs, you know. So, but please go right ahead. Sure, but and to that point, you know, I also have to address the players as well because you have, you know, and and I'll just, you know, he made it a public spectacle by what by what he did. So calling him by name won't be an issue. But Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, he scores the touchdown, and he simulates um, urinating as a dog. Yes. Like, well, you're you're adding fuel to that fire that was set on Friday night. You're giving, you know, as a term, what some might say, giving them what they want. Mm. So, you know, uh, a wise man uh, said to me uh, this week, uh, earlier uh, this week, that why, why spend your time proving to people what you're not? Mm. So here it is you in direct opposition of what the, the, the term that was used for you, you go and simulate that exact term. So I don't know that the players are absolved of fault here either because why, at that point, again, why, why waste time trying to prove some uh, – Ray, I'll give an example. If I say to you that I don't know – you know, I know we are on radio, but I, I think it's well known that you are a, a black man. If I said to you, Ray, you're an Asian man, what steps are you going to take to prove me wrong? Or what steps are you going to take to prove to me that you're not? They're not. No, because they, no. There's no reason. There's no reason for you to prove that you're not an Asian man because it's abundantly clear that you're not. This situation, I think, is the self-same way. Why are you spending time trying to prove to someone that you're not something? Just be who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think on, on in terms of the comment by uh, POTUS, I, I think that was simply acknowledging that comment. I think there were people who wanted to take the time to address that. And, and me personally, you know, only because of the fact that this man is held in high regard uh, across the world, he different than a football player. He represents this country. He represents everything and every everything about this country is supposed to be reflective in the way he carries himself because he represents our country anywhere he goes, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, and and for him to to go in front of uh, the media and conduct himself in such a way, and and it, it's just unexcusable and, and unacceptable. Uh, there's no, no reason, yeah, no, no reason whatsoever. And so I, I think, you know, in terms of uh, lowering the bar, there, there's been, you know, people, you know, every president that is elected, uh, he's, he's come from a party where there was another party that didn't win. And so there's always going to be opposition. But, you know, this is this is we're more he's spending more time now. Well, he says he's not spending all his time on this, but this is relatively important to him. Of course it is. Uh, it's it's important to society, and and these men who are out there playing these games are important to society too. 
and and that's what but they're what, saying. I'm sorry, but 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 Ray. However, wasn't the comment made when they go low, we go high? Uh, exactly. That, that's exactly right. And so, okay. and that's why I, I would say that when uh, I don't think that we went as low as he did. I think we went higher than he did. When I say we, I'm, I'm, I'm going to include myself as a member of the football fraternity. And, sure. and that the demonstrations, I think, with the exception of, because that was certainly not a demonstration, uh, that was something that was very selfish for Odell. That, that, that was his own thing. That was, uh, this is me. But in terms of the demonstration of what the players did, um, I, I think that was, again, they were taking a high road. They weren't taking a low road. The owners had to defend their brand. That's why right. so many owners got involved is because now you, 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 you start attacking our brand. You know, our, our, our brand comes from these people of which you, you've talked about. Uh, these people are very close to us. They're in our family now. The players and team, you know, they're, they're part of a family, you know. So I, I, think that, I think what was done by the players this weekend, uh, I don't know if you'd have got that much of buy-in across the league from different players and different owners this week had it not been for the comments that, of course, Polis put out there himself. If, if he, oh, I, I, I don't think you just I, saw as much unity as you did. And then again, different people have different opinions. And, and some people like Ben Roethlisberger has, has come out and said, you know, he's, um, you know, things have changed for him and his, maybe he wouldn't have done it that way. He would have done it uh, if you thought about it, he might have done something different. But we're going to take a break, Willie, and we're going to come back. You know, it's the Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. And Phoenix living like it matters. And uh, what matters to me is the comments made by uh, POTUS, and that is the fact that uh, these uh, players uh, need to be fired in their SOBs. And I'm sorry, but um, 
in heaven. Uh, my mom was a queen when she was here on this earth. My mama was a queen. And I feel the same way about the other players as well. Um, it would be extremely dis disrespectful for anybody to address his mom as that. And, and we're not going tit for tat. He, he's trying to, um, again, move us away from talking about things that are important. And name calling is, is not anything that's important. And certainly, uh, I, I would just say that, you know, I was extremely proud of the Cowboys here. As a matter of fact, here in, in uh, Phoenix, Arizona last night, in Glendale. But uh, certainly... Um, what I wanted to, um, I wanted to, I just wanted to, to acknowledge the fact that I thought that uh, of the different teams that, that did different things to, to show unity, I, I thought what the Cowboys did uh, was was pretty good. I thought I thought I thought I think they hit hit it out the park because of when they did it. Uh, it also gave them time to show uh, that they were concerned about what was going on uh, in in this country. Um, as it pertains to injustice is for uh, minorities, then uh, they also hey, show respect hey, for the flag. Yes, sir. Go right ahead there, Ray, Willie. I, I disagree, and, I, and I'll, I'll share why. Now, in, in the interest of full disclosure, I grew up a, a Dallas Cowboy fan. I tell people all the time when they ask me who my favorite team is, I tell them I live in America, Jack, and that's America's team. So just want to put that on, on the table first. I don't know that Jerry was necessarily uh, advocating and agreeing that he was uh, for the cause, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll share two different things. One, um, he's on record saying, above all else, his team will not disrespect the flag. They will not protest. They will not do any such thing. So prior to that, and that's when I, it goes back to what I said earlier about the message getting muddled. It's no longer... Kaepernick's message of racial, you know, bringing attention to racial inequality. It's now responding to a comment that was made to uh, a group. So, and then if you look at the pictures, I'm not sure if you had a chance to, there's some still pictures taken of, uh, of the team when they, when they uh, uh, were kneeling. And Jerry, you know, phenomenal businessman. You know, take nothing away from that man. You, you have to give him that. He's looking directly in the camera as a, as a, with a look. Like, you know, I'm Jerry Jones, and these are the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm sitting there looking at it like, all right, so I don't know that that necessarily was a, 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 a an agreement with the movement, the cause, if you will. I think it was more so a response, and, you know, I'm Jerry, like as I said, I'm Jerry Jones. And here we are. Well, uh, again, uh, he's Jerry Jones because he owns the Dallas Cowboys. Right. And, and the Dallas Cowboys uh, is a brand, uh, but that brand is a makeup of the individuals, which are the players on the team. And if you take that away, it's just a star. There have been many stars out there before, but until you put that star onto the uniform on the back of them boys out there on the ball, on the field playing ball, you know, it's just, you know, and who who made them America's team? They say that I, I, I played for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's my understanding. Who? okay, that's where America starts, not in Dallas. You know, again, that's just that was just marketing. That's just something they just decided to do. Uh, but but I think but I do think that Jerry Jerry is a he's not just a good Jerry is a brilliant businessman. 
and and, G- and Jerry also is a, Jerry a former ball player. He's very competitive. Remember now, this is the same Donald Trump who at one time, you know, sued the National Football League. Uh, th- you know, this is uh, you know who tried to take the National Football League down, and and I guess he feels that he he could have done that himself because he, he recently as of uh, recently as I believe. Uh, four or five years ago, attempted to buy the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, right. And 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 you can believe he did not get in. And I I would I would care to say that a lot of that had to do with Jerry. Probably was you know one of those at the forefront that didn't want that recklessness coming into the National Football League. Jerry Jerry probably saw right through it, knew it when he saw it, knew what it was, know what it is, and wasn't going to pull up with that foolishness. Since Jerry Jones came became involved with the National Football League, just about every team, I think every single team now is worth in excess of a billion dollars. It was not that before Jerry Jones came into the National Football League. So, no, Jer- I mean, the, the Cleveland Browns are, are uh, valued at $1.5 billion. Yeah, and, and you, can, you can tip your hat to Jerry Jones for that. Jerry Jones just got inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It was not because Jerry Jones has, uh, you know, run, you know, he's the leading rusher in the National Football League or, or the all-time leading passer in the National Football League. Uh, no, he's, he's a contributor. And as an owner, he's done enough to be recognized as one of the greatest that ever been a part of, the, of this game. So I think it was very calculated what Jerry did and, and what, he, what he did was it, yeah, he's a businessman. It probably was a smart business. After all, addressing the issue of what's happening in this country is not just about politics, it's also about business. And so, his business is football, and, 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 and football has now, you know, ro- is, is rose, has elevated itself to the top, where now it's up there with politics and going neck and neck with politics. And, and Jerry, has to, he felt that he had to get involved, and uh, he's not going to shy away from it. But that's the thing, it's reactionary. Why not? Why? Why we three and not week one? Well, it's reactionary for one because again, it, it wasn't it, it wasn't planned. That's not necessarily something that you plan for. You know, mm-hmm. when when you talk, you, you got certain departments within the National Football League uh, where various people will address certain issues. You know, when they when they arise, and when it gets to a certain level and a certain point, then there's going to be decisions that are going to be made. But they're not going to be uh, delegated. Jerry's not going to delegate them to somebody else. He's going to make a decision. And I think Jerry made a decision what his team was going to do to show unity for his team and for his league, his other 31 partners throughout the National Football League, because, you know, they had been attacked. There's a man now outside of their business trying to tell them how to run their business, you know, to bring his reality show back, you know, into the uh, the living rooms of people around the country, you know, because, you know, they're fired. Where'd that line come from? They should be fired. And and then he's going to be very animated saying, you're fired. Where'd that come from? That's his, that's his, you know, a brand of his, that he's out there trying to, to use that to make a point. You know, he's, right. I, I, you know, again, I've never really been a Dallas Cowboy fan. I've been a fan of players. I support my friends, uh, most of them from the Ohio State University across the country, where whatever team they're on, that's how the decisions I make. If it's not one of the teams I play for, when there's a game coming on, Whoever's got the most players on their team from the Ohio State University, the majority of the time is who I'm going to root for. And in this particular case, you know, last night, Zeke, you know, Zeke stood out like oil and water. He was the man, you know. It, it was so much so last night that the conversation didn't even come up much about Ezekiel Elliott still playing. 
You know, there was right. a there's a bigger issue. There's domestic violence issue out there, and 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 yet still the conversation was about you know the polders calling players, you know. Sov, son of a bitches. That's what he said. I'm not gonna, you know, taint it. It's, it's, I'm not gonna try to cover it up or smooth it and make it sound better. He called them son of a bitches. And I mean, and, and that's another piece, you know, the Aaron Hernandez CTE situation. Yeah, well, no one's talking about that. But uh, it's interesting you say that because I, I was a little concerned when I, I read about the Aaron Hernandez piece. Uh, I also and watched it on television. I also was concerned because I wanted to go back to, you know, a current situation and. Um, the young fellow up there with the Browns, a quarterback, you know, had a migraine and, and put him back into the game, you know, which I think I touched on that a little bit last week. So, I, you know, right. her, the Hernandez thing is something that, again, that is a legal system that will address it according to facts. Now, his, his family is going to be compensated because I'm pretty sure that's the way, as I recall, and the messages I receive, information I receive, that if there is a, in postmortem, if a player is diagnosed to have CTE, then and and they're part of the concussion lawsuit, and all of the players are eligible. He's certainly eligible. He even though he's passed away now, uh, the only thing that does is that brings it to the attention because now they could examine his body and determine it. Now the the law the lawsuit the family oh I, I really feel bad for uh, the family of which of course he victimized first and right. foremost. Oh I'm you know and, and then to hear now that. His family is going to sue the NFL to try to get some money because he had CTE, and, and then to think that the CTE is what caused him to, re, you know, to do to commit those horrific crimes that he committed. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to buy into that. I'm not in the medical field, but I'm I'm not buying into that. I, I haven't heard about anybody else, and I got I got dear friends that are in heaven now as a result of you know them suffering from CTE and perhaps maybe making judgment decisions that if they were in their right frame of mind, uh, they would not have done. And that is Andre Waters and Dave Dorsey. And mm -hmm. so, um, so that's a very touchy subject. You know, my, my, I'm, I'm involved in the concussion lawsuit myself, you know, as a former player. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's, a, that, that's a good one there, too. And we can speak a little bit more on that, Willie, but we're going to have to take another break. So uh, we'll pick that up on the other side. Uh, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Got my man Willie Gibson on with me. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Who do you feel the most important person is on a sports team? Is it the captain, the star player, or the fan? While it could truly be any of these individuals, more often than not, it's the coach. Listen for A Coach's Spirit with hosts Blake Rockwell and Kendall Allen. A Coach's Spirit offers a look into the human side of coaching and a chance to learn from some of the most impactful leaders in the game. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice of America's Sports Channel. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 
p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And uh, what matters to me, well, I didn't, I'm one of those folks that I didn't appreciate the fact that POTUS uh, referred to uh, NFL players uh, as SOBs and uh, was was happy that uh, that Cap's mom responded, she's a, she's a proud bee. <laughs> Uh, I thought that was fun. I thought I thought that was humorous uh, as well, and uh, so a little giggle there. But uh, no, none of them are uh, should never be referred to in such a way. And uh, there were some great football games out there, and then there, were, of course, were uh, some games out there that were uh, not didn't come out the way that I anticipate they would come out. Uh, but there's some folks that are in trouble out there. Um, I, but I, but let me ask you this: uh, based upon Willie, what's going on this? This early in the season, do you think? I certainly think. I don't know about you, but do you think it's too early to write teams off at this particular time? With the exception of, and I'm going to say, my Cleveland Browns is is probably one of those teams that I would say, well, you, you know, you can write them off in terms of thinking they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, but other than that, going across the league, is it, is it, is it too early to make a prediction that uh, certain teams are are, are are done, or is it? Uh, would it be the right time to do that? No, it's not too early at all. And I'm looking at the other team here in Ohio, the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, they're 0 3. They've already fired their offensive coordinator. What do you think about that move right there? You know, you fire your offensive coordinator. You know, early in the year, uh, you're not even. A, uh, you know, you're just. You know, at a quarter of a season, and and you get rid of your offensive coordinator. Um, I'm not sure I, uh, that move right there. Ooh, that's that's a save my job kind of move. Uh, I think. Absolutely, cool. I, you know, you know, what, you know what type of move it is for me, Ray. Well, All in the same man, because it's over. It's over. It's over. Wow. It's over. Wow. Marvin Lewis, it's over. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, for me, certainly, I think. Uh, you know, and I, I'm gonna look at Marvin. Then I'm also look at a couple players too. But I, I'm looking at Marvin, and in terms of the expectations, uh, Marvin hasn't lived up to him. So this is a. Uh, or, or do or die season for him. Um, I think, listen, if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're in that conversation of the GOAT, certainly one the current GOAT, uh, that anybody is mentioning your name in the same sentence they're, they're mentioning Tom Brady's name, uh, I think you need to be right there and you should be in the NFC Championship. In fact, you should be in the Super Bowl. Uh, but for some reason or another, uh, I think Matty Ice is just getting the cold shoulder, man. We don't want to give him the respect that I think he deserves. You're right. You're right. I mean, 
he has all the talent in the world. Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman, um, Muhammad Sanu now is, is stepping up and, and becoming um, a great player in his own right. You're right. I don't know what it is about Atlanta. I think as residue from the 28-3 Super Bowl debacle, I think because he had had Matty Ice held on and won that Super Bowl, he would be getting his, his just desserts. But because... Well, I'm, 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 here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going, my, from my perspective, I think that Matty Ice did one thing wrong. Well, he did a couple things wrong in the game. And, but I'm not going to say that that was necessarily falls on him. And the only thing I'm going to say about that, about the game, is that, first of all, they put those 28 points, and I thought that should have been enough to win the Super Bowl, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and you up. You had 28 points, okay? But then at the same time, when you're the, quarterback and, you, and you're a veteran quarterback and you're out there on the field you should check off I don't care if they you know it's like Aaron Rodgers you know get a gave the sideline a look you know the other day it's like I can I can't believe you called that shit <laughs> you know so mm-hmm. I, you know Matty I should have been like man we need to be running this ball I, I don't need to be trying to sling this ball around you know the, the defense is you know and the defense is starting to you know get a feel for what we're trying to do now. It's time for us to run this clock out, let the big boys up up front do what they do. And I've already, first half, I won MVP pretty much, you know, me or, or one of the receivers going to get it. So, um, I, but you I, know how this works, right? I mean, you know what this works. I mean, you, I mean, it's the quarterback. The quarterback either gets well, he was gonna too get, much credit yeah. or too much blame. I mean, you know, I mean, living here, in uh, Columbus, Ohio's young man here at the Ohio State University, JT Barrett. I'm throwing shade. I'm throwing shade that way myself. I'm throwing shade that way because I'm. I brought it up. I'm. I'm sorry to say it, but my man got to do better. He got to. He got to play better. You know. Uh, it, Can we the, talk about JT? Yeah, please. Oh, JT? oh, please. I. I, I want to spend some time. I told you I got the three Bs, and and they're the, they're, they're my last one. But we just talked All a little right. bit about Marvin. So Marvin is going probably going to be gone. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think you know he's probably the longest tenured coach anyway who hasn't, you know, been to the um, Super Bowl that is still there. So, uh, yeah, I think Marvin's gone. So, yeah, so let's, we can talk about them, them Buckeyes and no doubt about it and, and JT in particular uh, because he's the only one really that I got a strong, strong, strong opinion about. Because, All right, let's go. Because I just, I just expected more. I just expected more. Uh, I'm even looking at, uh, you know, even, the, you know, he is not the most – Fluid runner, but but he runs in such a way it's kind of unorthodox. Such the next thing you know, he's he's been picked up a first down or whatever. But he's just not playing ball the way he's played in the past. And and, and I still think twelve gauge was better than him. Twelve gauge is making money now, but right. um, he's a little disappointing. You know, to be the Ohio State University, you know, starting quarterback for the last three uh-huh. years, and, uh-huh. and 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 he looked like this could be a sophomore year. Well, a couple of things. What, what's this? Well, before I say that, I'm, I'm going to ask specifically. What, what do you what do you find disappointing about about JT? I, I I expect him to to complete a greater percentage of his passes, and, and I know there's some balls that have been dropped, but his mm-hmm. his his accuracy and his uh, putting the ball in a position to let his players make plays. Uh, I'm not seeing that from him like I like I expect to see at this particular time because now it's it's money time for him now. It's right. time for him to, to, you know, he's in his job interview right now, and he's and he's blown it the first first well, few weeks. He's blown. He, he's he's completing sixty three percent of his passes. Doesn't look like that. Doesn't and the game don't flow like that. 
And, I and if you think about it, you know that. But look who the opponent has been the last couple of weeks, as opposed to Oklahoma. Oklahoma was ready. We weren't ready. Sure. So I the, agree with that. So the other competition, you know, it's like if I'm playing my little nephew in basketball. Well, my little, my nephew ain't little, <laughs> but right, uh, one right. of my little ones on the other side of my white side of the family, I'm playing one of them. I could probably handle them. When Steph step out on the court, man, then I'm gonna look like my little nephew. So again, here's the thing with JT. I mean, like we said, we talked about this before. Quarterback gets all the credit or all the blame. I mean, you look at his numbers. I mean, he's when I mean, this week he's what 201 yards away from becoming an all-time passer in Ohio State history. Yeah, but that didn't happen. But, but that didn't happen this week. That didn't no, just, it's a career. Yeah, exactly. He's a three-year starter. And that's what I'm saying. So, you know, so as a three-year starter, when you come out, if, if you've got these numbers and you're in a position to to erase the numbers of Art Sleister, uh, Art Sleister could throw the ball. Let me just say that. That's your guy. I know. He could, he I, could, know. I mean, he ain't just my guy because he, he, I, he just could throw the ball. I ain't going to call. I ain't going to claim him as my guy. He's, he's, he's my friend. But it wasn't like we was hanging out. But I will tell you this, Arch Leister was a money man. He was on the money when it needed to be, except he made a couple bad mistakes in our national championship game. But other than that, you could count on Art to get it done. But you know what? Here's the thing about JT. He's been here, I mean, he's a fifth-year senior, graduated, has his degree. How many, you know how many offensive coordinators he's had since he's been here? Offensive coordinator, but, but throwing the ball, but throwing the ball, and, and and completing passes, um, you know, I, I I don't know how much you you know. Sometimes as a player, you, you know, you look at things a little bit different, and it becomes to a play, and then it's execution of a play. I, I always talk to people about there was a time in high school, a long long time ago, way 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 a long 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 time ago, as Not my man, as, as my boy Bernie Mac would say, God bless you in heaven. Long 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 time ago, uh, there was a high school play that we ran. It was a perfect play. You know, and, and what it showed me was that every play, there is no such thing as a short yardage play. There's no such thing as, you know, uh, you know, five yard play. You know, the only thing that could be that is is if a sideline pass and it's an out pattern and you throw it into, you know, you throw it into the boundary and the guy runs right out of bounds. You lead him right out of bounds. Yeah, okay, so you, by designing that play in such a way that all he could do is get a couple yards and that's all he could do. But he could always reverse his field and come back in and make a spectacular play and take it the distance, okay? So when I'm saying about, uh, you know, a, a play, that play that I had, it was a per everybody got their block. So plays are designed when offensive coordinators, you know, design plays. They design a play in such a way that if everybody does what they're supposed to do, everybody executes, including the quarterback and the receiver, then the play should work. And right. so, so and, the receiver... Okay, so it, so unless the receiver and the quarterback don't execute the play, the pass play correctly, and he doesn't have time, the offensive line doesn't give him time, which is another thing I want to talk about is offenses have, have changed or should make a change. They need to make an adjustment because the defensive linemen are, are way too athletic. They, they, they've, it's almost like technology. One year something's hot, the next year it's, it's out, it's dead, it's gone. It's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. We don't even use it anymore, you know. You start off with MySpace, and the next thing you know, we tweeting. It's, it's, it's gone. And, <laughs> right. and so it, it looks like that's what we're doing. It looks like we're still playing, you know, we're still using MySpace at Ohio, at Ohio State's offense. You know, we, we, everybody else tweeting, and, and we still, you know, caught up with MySpace. Well, so. you know what, and I said he's had three offensive coordinators. I'm, I'm, I'm going to amend that statement a little bit. 
because he's had three different offensive coordinators, but what, what's the constant that remains the same? Okay. I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to finish that one. Because, yeah, I, I got some uh, concerns about Urban, too. You listen to Real Sports on the Voice American Network. I'm going to finish Living Like It Matters and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail the Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me, of course, we, we start off the top of the hour talking about it and we move on, but... POTUS decided that he wanted to um, identify uh, National Football League players as uh, son of bitches, uh, son of a bitches. And um, I am not at all in favor of it, uh, identifying the players as such. Uh, I think it was totally disrespectful, uh, as unpresidential as you possibly could be. You know, as, as my man Will said earlier, you know, about raising the bar, he just put the bar down on the ground and just walked on it. So um, so we talked about that a little bit. Now we're moving on. And we're talking about the Buckeyes now a little bit. And, uh, okay, Will, so you, you started to mention old Urban a little bit there. So let, let's talk a little bit about Urban Meyer and, and the job that he's doing as, as a head coach and the kind of staff that he has um, provided for his players. Um, Again, because that when you when you got a staff, then basically you delegating responsibilities, and so you're saying the, the role and responsibility of the offensive coordinators has been such that JT has had to do with three different ones. Now that happens when you got programs and you have success, then people come after your staff, and then they get a chance to move up or move on, and right. and and so they make they make decisions sometimes to move up or move on for their careers, and that leaves a player in a position where he now has to adjust to somebody new, well, you know, and so. But that being the case, uh, again, but but if they stick to the same, if they stick to the to, to the same offense, uh, then that person should be able to master that offense. And if you if you're saying to me, if I'm correctly understanding that if you if they're running the same offense, uh, you know sometimes uh, if it works, don't fix it. I think Tom Brady running the same offense he's been running. You know the only thing about it, he's been you know interchanging pieces to the puzzle, but they're still having success. You're right, but here's the thing with JT. You look at, and you're right, I did mention 
Urban Meyer is basically running the same offense. You know, he brought in Kevin Wilson this year. Kevin Wilson, if you look at those Indiana teams, you look at his prior to the Indiana, he was an offensive coordinator in Oklahoma. That offense, he's a tempo, up-tempo, go to the line 13 seconds or less, get a playoff, get a playoff. You look at the offense, and nothing's going to be different from the last five games of last year, the, the previous five games that ended uh, the last season. So you, that's why I say uh, Urban Meyer is part of the issue here, allow his coordinators to do their job. Tom Herman came in here. He was offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. So JT had that voice every day in practice, in the game. And what did he do? He broke every Big Ten quarterback record that year. But you, know what, but, 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 but you know what also what they did? They executed those plays. Right. And then, then that brings me to my next point. There's nobody now on this current roster that's going to take the top off of defense. In yeah. years past, JT had Devin Smith. He had Jalen Marshall. That's going to run a nine and going to take the top off the defense. Now, the, you know, they're young, K.J. Hill. Uh, Paris Campbell's a fourth-year junior, but he's not a he's a more of an a underneath guy. Um, he does not have JT have the guy that's going to run a nine route and take the top off the defense. He just does not have that. I think 21 could take it off. He can he, well. You know what? Either he, if he can take it off, they haven't put him in a position to take it off because yeah. everything they throw him is underneath. Yeah. Everything they throw him, he took it. He took a, a pass seventy four yards to the house against Indiana. No, I take that back. They did send him on a nine route one time and he dropped it in the end zone. Right. So again, that's not JT. JT put it right in a horrible spot in his hands and he dropped it. Terry McLaurin did the same thing against Oklahoma right in his hands in the end zone, dropped it. So those type things, when you say it's JT, JT's the issue, I mean, I look that, I mean, I know those are only two plays. However, I mean, what what more can he do but put it right there in the spot there where it's supposed to be? Yeah, and like you said, you mentioned a couple plays, but, but there are also some other plays that were significant in terms of momentum, um, either gaining or losing it, and we lost it a couple times. And uh, but I also don't think we've established the running game the way we should. I, I just don't think we've done it. You know, uh, the the young fellas they look okay. They look they look like they you know they got potential, but nothing dominated like we like we we've been accustomed to the last few years when Zeke was there. You know, well I said this. J, I mean, J.K. Dobbins he's, he's the I believe on the sixth. The sixth true freshman in Ohio State history to start his first game. Yeah, because of injury. And, because of injury. Well, I don't care, but it, that doesn't make a difference. I started because of injury, so that, right, okay. it happens part of the game. Yep. But here's the thing: because of injury, so that means when the man is healthy, he gets the spot back, right? Uh, that that well, no. you know, if, if you if you perform, that's not happening. That's all you want is a chance. Think, things happen. That's part of the game. We know exactly. that different people get an opportunity based up sometimes it's because of injury. And if, if yep. that's the case, when you step up, when you get a chance to step up and step in, if you yep. balling, you want to hold on to that. That's what everybody. That's why a lot of players today, this, the health and wellness concern of the players, you know, they're asking that the decisions of returning back, the decision of re- returning to the game, is taken away from the players and put in hands of a medical staff. That you have a true doctor who's concerned about an individual's health 
and safety and not a team and not a player, but a person, you know, right. that, that will not compromise his medical experience and degrees and, and his fiduciary responsibility. So, therefore, he's going to make that decision. So that's why a player, when they, they don't want to get out because they figure if they get out, somebody else is going to step in and shine. That's going to be the end right. of it. And, and J.K. Dobbins stepped in and shine right now. He's, he's shining. He's sixth in the nation. True freshman, sixth in the nation in rushing. Mm-hmm. What, 520 yards uh, through the, the first quarter of the season. So he didn't, get, he didn't get what we needed against Oklahoma. Well, you know what? I'll go, you know, I, and I, I don't know if we talked about this or not. I know I mentioned it uh, to some friends. JT said something extremely telling to me, and that's why I began to really look at is it all JT or is it not? He, in interviews, they asked him about, you know, what did you see out there? What were you throwing? And he said, well, in practice, all I saw was man. And so Oklahoma came out in the zone. And I thought that was extremely telling that, A, he threw the coaches under the bus like that. And then, B, what are what are they practicing if all the – are we not mixing up coverages in practice that – he Again, that go there. You go that there. There you go. That 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 goes to coaching, and and exactly. and and also I would say that you know a coach has to be able to make an adjustment, you know, and 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 most plays should have an audible in the event that I mean that's what this is all about. You know, checkers and chess. So if you know you playing checkers and they playing chess, then you better make some adjustments. You better learn. You put your chess game on. You know. And 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 in, and in football, you always want to deceit and you know and disguise. So what you know, you, you want to show somebody something and do something different. So the quarterback should always have the option to audible at the line of scrimmage in the event that okay, if you come out, we expect a man to come out zone. You do this. You expect a zone to come out man. You do this. You know, you read that safety over the top. You know, he turned to open up. He, he double covering. You know, you gotta you gotta make it happen. So. Uh, I would say that I find it hard to believe that, okay, first of all, if he was expecting man and all, and they came out in zone, then that's something when you go to the sidelines after that series, you're supposed to say, hey, coach, you know, I, I, I know, again, this ain't about me, but it's just my experience. I know there was times uh, when, when I was playing special teams and we had a special teams coach and all his job was to do was to coach special teams. So he focused on us, and so I'm thinking that you, you know, you're giving us the perfect game plan. I, you know, how they're going to return kicks and how are we going to return punts and all that kind of thing. And so, you know, and how they protect their runner. And and I, I got set up one time, man. We they were supposed to be one running one way, and somebody came out of the blue, you know, and 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 you know, and just hit me, you know, cracked back on me. And the thing was. Well, you know, you're supposed to have your head on the swivel at all times. You got to protect yourself when you're out there playing ball. <laughs> you know, it might right. be one thing, but it's something different. So, JT, if you see, if you see, if you expect a man, you see a zone, you still know what route your boys is running. So, you know, okay, if it's zone and, and uh, you know, a fraction of a second, I pick that up, then I'm going to turn and look the other way and somebody else is running this. Somebody, right. somebody, you know, somebody run a six, somebody run a five, somebody run a nine. But, but you know, you know through that. That route tree, you know what everybody's because you called to play in the huddle, so you know where everybody's at. So if you see a zone now instead of man, or you know, then you know still okay if it's zone. I know somebody running this. Let me let me hit that eight. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm going to put that one back on him. He's been there three years. He should know that. But to go back to, to Urban, you know, it's kind of challenging to, to be critical of someone who's 64 and 7 and 5 and a quarter to 5 and a third years here at Ohio State. Not, 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 not when you have Nick Saban in the game. That, that, he, 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 said, Nick. He, he beat Nick in the Final Four. He, he, he said, yeah, he had one time, one time. You know, we got him. Yeah, we got him. But you know, one time. But 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 Nick has been back since since we've had the championship series. You know, Nick's Nick's got him, and he won a championship. Nick's got what two or three now since this new for, this new format in Oklahoma and this, uh, Alabama. This, is four. This new format we had. He don't have four in the new format. Oh no, no, not in the new format. No. Yeah, I think he's he got two. Two, right. And Urban's got one, right? So, uh, so we just expect a little bit. We, you know, again, it was Oklahoma. Um, okay. That, that being said, that being said, Ray, I guarantee you, Ohio State goes twelve and one and back in the Final Four. Okay. Well, I'll put, I, it, on, I'll put it on record. Well, it's on record. It's on record right now. <laughs> it's on record. So I'm I gonna know. remind you, and I hope they are. I'm not never voting against. The Buckeyes. So uh, appreciate you calling in. I hope uh, those folks out there uh, listening to the show enjoyed it. But uh, it's that time. So I'm uh, going to wrap this up and I'll see you next week. Willie, uh, you've been listening to Rail Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.